What if there was a place where women battling with addiction could go to live, to be safe and protected, loved and cared for, and receive the therapy and treatment that they needed to get on that road to recovery? And what if it was free? Actually, there is such a place. It's called Dove Recovery House for Women, and it's right here in Indianapolis. I'm Rebecca Fleetwood-Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm so glad you're here for this holiday episode with Wendy No, Executive Director of Dove, and AJ, who has been living there at Dove for a couple of years, where she's been able to receive love, care, and treatment, thanks to the support of people like you who have been willing to give to this great cause. I'm glad you're here. Here we go. Hey, Wendy. Hey, AJ. How's it going today? Pretty good. Good. Excellent. So I'm here today at Dove Recovery House for Women with these two amazing badass women to have a conversation about the great work that you do here at Dove, Wendy. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We're excited. So just for some context, I met you through the Rise and Thrive experience here in Indianapolis, and you've been a part of the program for about three months. Yes, it's changed my life. It's an incredible blessing. I've been saying, like, I, I don't, it's like when you think there's an impending breakup coming and it makes you really sad. Uh, like, I, I don't do breakups, so this is for the rest of my life. All of these women, you guys, the coaches, it's transformative. That is so funny because a few of the girls did say, um, oh my gosh, March is coming up so quickly. Like, all of a sudden, we're all going to break up and never see each other again, which is couldn't be further from the truth. I know. I said, can we be just best friends forever, please? Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. can even plan a little like group retirement home or something yeah. where we can all be together somewhere. I think that's a great idea. Awesome. I'm, I'm all for it. Or you just buy like a small neighborhood and we can all have Ooh, the little tiny houses. houses. Yeah. Oh, down with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. So, you have been here at Dove Recovery House for Women for how long? Five years. I just celebrated my five-year anniversary, December 1st. Oh, just now. Happy yeah. anniversary. Thank you. And this has really been a part of your journey as a professional to invest in empowering women in a variety of ways. Because before this, you also did a similar type work at... Yeah. So Coleman, I've right? actually... Yeah. I've, my whole career, the last 20 years, has been working in women's nonprofits. Um, so my career actually started in domestic violence. Um, and was in that world for quite some time. And then most recently I was at Susan G. Kelman, uh, breast cancer organization. So I was there for eight years. Um, I've always felt like it's my mission, um, my purpose in life to advocate and speak up for women who are vulnerable in our community. And, um, you know, when I left Komen, it's a, it's a personal passion. I've had a long family history of breast cancer. So I knew that when I left there, it needed to be something that I could stand behind that I felt passionate about that I felt a calling to. Um, and it has been since the day I stepped in those doors. Love that. Yeah. So uh, we've talked a little bit about your role in life is really to be an advocate for women. Yep. And yeah. you, and you look at, you know, while you're at Dove currently and you've been at Coleman, you really look at the systemic issues, challenges, and opportunities that either get people to needing these types of services or help prevent them, right? Yeah. So, you know, at Dove House, I feel like I'm 
a bit more grassroots, you know, kind of eye on what's directly in front of you, but also sort of how can I envision more, you know, what more can we do? How do we prevent future generations of women from being a victim to being abused and not having access to quality health insurance to becoming, you know, addicts. So what do we need to do to make a, a bigger approach? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've really started kind of delving into that more here at, at Dove House. When we, when I started at Dove House, we were in a, a small building on the near East side of Indianapolis and right after I started, it was about what do we need to do to serve more women and, and how do we how do we have a home that's safer and better? And so we um, actively sought a building and, and received the building that we're in as a donation and, and raised money to um, to renovate it. And so we increase our capacity by almost 60 percent. Um, and so that for me is, you know, those are lives that are being saved. Right. Right. You know, we have we still have an exceptionally long heartbreaking wait list but for me now it's like i don't settle for status quo it's all it's for me it's always what's next what more can we do what are we not doing so that we can move the needle you know i'm i don't think that it's okay to just do this because it makes sense for right now it's it's thinking about how do I advocate on a bigger level for women? How do we continue to change the narrative around addiction? And that's my big kind of platform is that there's still so many people that have this impression of what addiction looks like. And the reality is that every single person knows someone with addiction and the women in our community that are suffering from addiction are truly the most vulnerable. And at the core of addiction is so much more. There's something that comes before that. And, um, so I really feel like that's my purpose. Yeah. And and that's what I love about your approach is is you're thinking about what what came before this, what what got us here, right? Mm, right. Um so I would encourage anyone um Indianapolis and even outside of our immediate area that is looking for a speaker to talk about women's advocacy and empowerment that that's been your life's work and right. and you do it with such passion and and we're we're so glad to have you here in our community. Thanks. I I you know, if we don't talk about it, nothing's going to happen. Right. And so I, you know, I'm passionate about this work. It's important to me. These, these women, um, they're incredible, right? Yeah. You know, they just need someone that gives them a chance and loves them through this until they can love themselves and to speak for them until they can find their own voice to speak for themselves. And um, if I'm quiet, then I'm not doing what I'm meant to do. And I think that's a really important tie to a lot of the conversations I've had with women on this podcast before is love them until they can love themselves. And all of us have times in our lives where we struggle to love ourselves, right? I mean, there are just times where you're, you're just not feeling it. Mm -hmm. And if you're having those feelings and also battling with addiction and challenges, that's just, we need you and others to be doing this kind of work. Right. You know, I think, and I've heard this before. And then actually I was watching a show and Michelle Obama was speaking and she says, okay, so we've rised above, we're here. Let's reach behind us and pull other women up behind, you know, up with us. My whole life has been about that, you know, really incredible, strong women that have seen something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know, I truly believe that I'm in the career that I am and in the position that I am because other women have pulled me up right. and believed in me and supported me and spoken for me. And it's my chance to give back to that. Um, in every capacity that I that I that I live, you know, whether it's my daughters, whether it's my doves, 
whether it's other women in the community, whether it's me serving on boards and advocating for other issues, volunteering, whatever that looks like, it's it's pulling other women up behind me. Yeah. Well, I was on the way here and having a conversation with um, Nicole Blair, who is another coach in our Rise and Thrive experience. And, and we were just having a conversation about some things that each of us are working on. And she, she said, hey, what do you need from me right now? And I said, honestly, I just need you to continue to encourage me. Because when you tell give me examples of how the work that I'm doing is helping you and others, it inspires me. Like literally right. had that conversation on the way here that I've grown to the point that I can ask for it now, where I used to just hope that it came. And now I'm at the point where I just find those people and surround myself with those that I can just reach out and say, Hey, I, I need, I need you today. I need you to maybe, maybe could you just call me and tell me I'm awesome today? Like I need to hear that. And, and I'm, and I don't apologize for it anymore, which is a great place to be. I think sometimes we need someone else to give us permission to speak up for our own yeah. selves. And that's important. Yeah. You know, we have to speak up for what we need and what we need from others and how we need other people to show up for us. Um, and I think women are really good at that. Mm -hmm. You know, this is yeah. what I need today. I've taught my sister a lot, you know, like I have a twin and I say, look, I need you to listen to me right now. I don't need you to fix this because I know that's what you want to do because you're my twin and you, <laughs> you look love, like they and talk yeah, like me. And you, you are, <laughs> Thank you are me. <laughs> right. And you hurt when I hurt, but today I need you to just listen. And so sometimes we just need those women to do that or to give us permission to speak up or to silence the negativity in our head that says we're not good enough or we can't do this. You know, I have said to you guys before, and this will be the first time AJ's probably heard this, but you know, I have, I still wait for people to figure out that I'm a fraud. Um, that why am I doing what I make? Why am I doing this? And you know, you, you gave me the idea to do, um, you know, the 90 second social media videos yeah. and I'm still resistant, but we just did our third one and we're getting some really good traction. Yay. But my thought is people are going to watch this and be like, why is she, what is she talking about? Why is she, why is she doing this? Right, right. And I have to shut her down and be like, because you have something to say of value. Right. This is important. And if it's not about me, it's because it's about Dove House. It's about the other women who I have this platform and I would be doing a disservice. And so I have to shut her down and say, because you have something to say that it is, that it is important and right. you have a way to deliver it. Oh, I'm so glad you said that <laughs> because I, AJ and I, we talked about that this morning, which was the reason that we're doing this. And the reason we've invited you all to have this conversation is because when we stand tall in our story and we're courageously telling our story, we inspire others to do the same. And so AJ, you've agreed to come in and chat a little bit about your experience with Dove House. And thank you for being here. You're welcome. So how long have you been a part of the, the Dove House family here? Uh, February 15th, I'll, I'll have been here for, for two years. Excellent. Um, and when you came in, you you made a comment about um, where you were when you came to, to Dove House. Tell us a little bit about that, when you came in, how you were feeling and what this has been. Um, when I came in, like, mentally, I feel like I was still 11 years old. Um, and in this place pretty much I feel like helped made me grow up and not in a bad way, but like they pretty much raised me into who I am today. Oh, I um, I'll be turning 21 in August and I can't, I can't thank this place enough um, for turning me into the woman that I am today because I was still a child when I came here. So, so your actual age was what? 18, 19, 
Yeah, 18 when you and came a in, half. 18 yeah. and a half. But you really felt mentally like you were about an 11-year-old that really just didn't know your way around the basics of, of life, right? Yeah. And so Dove was able to to meet you where you were? Pretty much, yeah. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. I, I came in and I was uh, still going to a drug recovery high school and they were able to... Uh, meet me with my needs of, you know, still being able to go and graduate. And, um, you know, they were flexible with, you know, my IOP times um, and everything like that. What does that stand for? Uh, IOP, yeah. intensive outpatient um, treatment. Treatment. Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Uh, they hold them here at the house oh, uh, instead of outside but they're still called outpatient gotcha, gotcha. Um, but technically we're supposed to have them like every day but they were allowing me to do them like every other day since I was still in school um, so your specific needs were being met and so you your high school was Hope Academy right correct and so the partnership between Hope Academy and Dove allowed you to not only do your school work, but also continue your, your treatment and your therapy, right? Correct. That's excellent. That's excellent. So as you've been here now for a couple of years, they have, from what I've heard from Wendy and you before we started recording, become your family. Yeah. In, in fact, even being a part of some milestones in high school, would you mind telling us that story? Mm. About your graduation and, and some of the things that they've participated in? Oh, they... Uh... They, they helped me out with uh, my my prom, um, both of them, actually. Um, I was able to go to junior prom and senior prom. Oh, love that. Um, they called them sprom <laughs> uh, for sober prom. I love that. Uh, they helped me get dresses. Um, one of the ladies who lived here last year, she got her daughter's French dress um, for me to wear for junior prom and all the ladies came together to get my my hair and makeup fixed and get me a ride there and a ride home and I got pictures with everybody and um the uh Chelly actually took me to uh the gifted gown for my senior prom and, and Shelly's in a, a staff, staff member here too, right? Yes. Um, she was my case manager at the time. And um, she she helped me pick out the dress and the shoes. What color were the dresses? I just have to know. Um, One of them was pink, right? Your senior prom, it was pink. Actually, it was like this eggshell white. Okay. Um, I can't remember what. Oh, Junior prom, it was like the skin tight, like it was almost like a party dress, like something you would wear to like the club. I have no clue why I picked it out. Because <laughs> you could, because you could, <laughs> pretty much. Because I could, yeah, Girl, yeah. My proms were in 1983 and 84. If you could see some of the things I picked out at the time, <laughs> Lord have mercy. One of them, I can't. I remember walking down the stairs and my dad looking at my mom like, "What is happening right now?" So, yeah, but you know, you felt pretty. It's all good. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, so, so people came and did your hair and your makeup and the whole bit. Yeah, it was it was really cool. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. And uh, 
Wendy here came to my, uh, she came to my baccalaureate and, uh, you know, we were supposed to write a speech about, you know, um, who inspired us, uh, to continue on our journey. And, you know, my whole speech was about this place and, um, what I wanted to do whenever, you know, I, graduated and you know my my whole purpose is you know whenever i leave this place i i want to help you know uh, i want to be a recovery coach to help adolescents uh with drug problems because i've been a drug addict since i was 11 years old um and i've been fighting this disease and i just I can't give up. No, you can't. No. This place, it's it's helping so much. I've fallen a few times, and every time that I've fallen, they got on me. But like, and they they, they get on hard, but it's because <laughs> they love us. You know, that's what people who love you do. They meet you where you are and love you forward. Sometimes that's a little more painful than than others, right? Sometimes it's a fancy dress and great makeup, and sometimes it's a swift kick in the you-know-what to make sure that you stay on the right track. Pretty much. <laughs> that's good. That's good stuff. And I love the fact that now you've been so inspired by what they've been able to provide that you want to pay that forward and become that for someone else. Yeah. To me, that's the that's the ultimate in humanity at its best, right? So when you receive something, then to turn around and want to to give it to. So you gave your speech and you thanked Dove House and Wendy and and um, Jelly, right? Yep, Jelly for um, being a, a part of your story. And so, have you graduated now? You graduated, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of what was it? June. I think it was <clears throat> May of this year. Yeah. It was this year, May or June. Okay. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> and so they were there for your graduation ceremony? Uh, she came to the baccalaureate and Chelly came for uh, graduation. Excellent. Excellent. So they've become your family. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So if you were to tell people about what they could do to be helpful in your journey of, of recovery, just uh, people that you meet out um, as you're learning to kind of navigate the world outside of Dove. What do you want people to know about you and, and your story? Um, I run into a lot of people out there um, and, and they ask in general um, and pretty much, you know, what I do tell them is, you know, this, this place, um, it isn't just a free, you know, you know, place to lay your head and, you know, it's, it's, you know, a family, it's, you know, it's, I'm sorry. No, I'm at a loss for words. Don't be sorry. <laughs> this is good. This is emotional too. So it's, it's more than just a place to live. It's not just like a place where you've got a bed and a, and some food. This is more than that for you. Yeah. It's, um, they, we have groups and we have meetings and, you know, it's a, it's a family here. We all uplift each other and, 
You know, if one person isn't there for you, you've got like 30 other people and all the staff members care. And, you know, you you can pull a staff member aside at any moment in time. And if you've got something on your mind, they can help you, you know, because a good portion of the staff members have been a resident here. I see. And, right. So they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because our our um, our team mm-hmm. strives to pick um, the best team that they can to help facilitate us. Oh, I believe that Wendy and I have talked about what it takes to to be great here, and your standards are are high to I make do. sure that they not only get it, but you also have the right professionals here to. To support them yeah, and, and we've had to have those hard conversations, right? And, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's at the end of the day, any decision I make has them in mind, their well-being, um, their safety, their comfort. Um, but I also have standards mm-hmm. because they deserve the best. And even the way the place was um, refurbished when you purchased it was very specific to the way you live and work here at Dove. I was really impressed when you took me on a tour. I encourage people uh, here in Indianapolis to come and schedule some time to, to tour the facility with you if they can, because it's really set up for this. It's not like you you just are making do. Um, you were very intentional, as you are with most decisions you make here, to make sure that you could accommodate as many people as possible, but always making sure that their recovery was top of mind. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we, we want this to be a home, you know, for many of them, they haven't had a safe place to live in a very long time or a place to live without giving something of themselves in return. And so we wanted this to be a place where they were supported. They were loved. They felt like they were at home. It was comfortable, bright colors on the walls. Mm -hmm. It's not industrial. It isn't, um, commercial. It's, it's a home. Yeah. Very much. Um, and it's with the intention that, you know, they, you know, we always say that the staff here, we work in their home. We don't have a separate mm. place. This is their home. We just happen to work in it. Oh, I love um, that. And so it's always being present and being aware and and available, you know, because this is their home. And when they need something, it's it's being available at that moment. That's a great perspective. I love that mindset. And, you know, AJ, you talked about having the support of others and and also the time to, to kind of work through your, your story. We talk here on the Baddest Women's Council podcast about reflection and connection. And so it sounds like this is really set up to give you the time for reflection, whether it's through therapy or just to have some, a safe place to really think and process, but also the connection of the other women that are here has been pretty important to this process. Yeah. Yeah. It has been. Awesome. Um, I, I've personally had uh, a, a lot of times where I've uh, broken down um, and had to pull somebody aside and, you know, had to talk to them, whether it was, you know, Chelly or Wendy or, um, a therapist or a staff member and just sit there and break down to them. Right. And um, they have been willing to just sit there and listen. That's a gift. So that's a gift to have those people in your life. I love that. And AJ talks about, you know, we 
can kind of kick her in the butt, um, but we do it with love. Everything we do comes from a place of love. You know, we do so much more than helping a woman stay sober, right? It's it's about trauma therapy. It's about life skills. It's learning that for everything we do, whether positive or negative, there's going to be a consequence. And so one of the best things that Shelly says, my assistant director and, and AJ's case manager is, you know, we've developed the ability to look around the corner. You know, we can kind of see what's coming. If you make this decision, this is probably what's going to happen. And teaching them that, you know, the same way I parent my daughter who's 18, you know, there are times that I've got to be tough on her, but it's, it's because I can see what's coming that she may not. Absolutely. That's exactly what I mean that I feel like so many of the things that I've even learned here at Dove House and helping the women have helped me become a better mom, you know, those listening skills um, to not judge, but to also help manage those curves in the road. Um, to know what your expectations are, to work towards those expectations. It's all about goal setting here. You know, we have the ladies and they're all individual. You know, it, it's, we're not a black and white program. So it's not a, it's not a, a, you know, this way or no way. It's what works best for you. What do you need right now? Like AJ said, we made exceptions for her so she can continue to go to school. Uh, that was important. Right. 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 Um, there were all, there's always circumstances in which we have to modify to help. Mm-hmm. And so we always say to the women, like, well, she got to do that or she got to do that. And this happened. But we always say, well, each person is unique and different. And it's up to the staff to determine what is best to help her. Which is another thing we talk about. Everybody has unique gifts, talents, story, past. All, we're all very unique down to our fingerprints. And so to think that we can just put one set of expectations across the board is unrealistic. Absolutely. Yeah. What are some of the things you're working on now that you're kind of looking forward to AJ? Um, I am currently about to get another job. Excellent. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out my next steps. Um, I'm kind of in limbo at the moment. Um, I'm trying to save up money and, um, which is where a lot yeah. of 21 year olds are in their lives right now. Right. So yeah. my son is 21. He's, kind of in that space of trying to figure out what the next steps are. And we just had a money conversation last night about him needing to save for some things. So it's not atypical of what other 21 year olds are going through. Yeah. Um, me and my new case manager about uh, three months ago, we're talking about um, saving up and moving out. Um, but um by the looks of it, I won't be moving out by the date that I had thought of. So um, we're pushing that off. So um, I'm kind of in limbo at the moment. That's okay. So I'm probably going to be here for about another six to nine months. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think anybody's disappointed <laughs> yeah. to hear that. No, you know, we, we ask women to make a 90-day commitment. They can stay with us for up to two years. Um, and we always make exceptions, you know, AJ was, was one of the, I think the youngest person that has ever come into our program. I mean, she actually interviewed for our program when she was 17 and we had to have a meeting and decide this is the youngest we've ever helped. How are we going to do this? But we've done it. Um, and so for AJ to need a little bit more time, 
I'm okay with that. Right. You know, it's kind of like a mom. I'm like, oh, I don't know if you're ready to go yet. Let's stick around a little bit longer. You've got more to learn. <laughs> um, you know, but then it's also like, okay, when you've, you need to kind of let her spread her wings. And, but, you know, we always say, if I don't see your face, there's a problem. So, you know, it's big for Dove House to have our alumni come back and to show their face and to know that they're okay and to be in, t- in communication with us. And, you know, but it's also shows so much maturity on AJ's part that she recognizes that she's not quite ready. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Impulse decisions are never a good decision to make. Right. Um, so it's working through it, thinking long term. How does this affect me? What's the benefits? What's the cons? So the fact that AJ sitting here saying I'm not quite ready yet is so much growth for her. It's, it's huge. That's awesome. I, I've been making this plan for over nine months and I've been trying to save money for, you know, a since I've gotten my job and I've had setbacks with the the shoe inserts and I had to pull money out of my savings several different times. And so I've been trying to build up my savings and um, there's just been setbacks. So I'm rebuilding it. I've got, I think, $700 saved up again. And I plan on moving down to rem- Meridian Tower, so you will see my face. <laughs> it's right, apartment complex right down the road. Nice. Yep. So nice. Uh, I just finished my interview with uh, the Goodwill, where several of the other ladies work, and I'm putting in my two weeks at Jimmy John's today. Do they know? So maybe we should have them listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to well, say, can we can we get a delivery real quick before you get out of there? <laughs> Homegirl loves some Jimmy John's. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, see, the thing is, I got to grow a pair to tell my boss because I <laughs> I I have never left a job on good terms. That's big for you, then. Oh, that's well, another I that's mean, another well, milestone. Not, well, mm-hmm. not not good terms. I have just never told my bosses, "Hey, I'm leaving." Like to give an actual notice. And yes, that, that's big. I, I, mm-hmm. I uh, walked into Burger King and you know passed my shirt to them after it was washed. I'm just like, "Hey, here you go." <laughs> we could at least say that it was washed. Let's just celebrate well, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was washed. I'm just like. <laughs> Hey, here you go. So that's good. That's a big <laughs> milestone. You're learning skills that are that are going to help you in the job as well. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for being a part of the Badass Women's Council podcast and for sharing your story. Again, I know that when we courageously share our stories, we inspire others to do the same. And I really hope today that we've inspired some people, women to come be a part of Dev House to to learn more about what you're doing here. Your success rate um, is significant. Mm-hmm. Um, 70%? Nearly 70%. And we'll, we're on track to serve 80 women this year. Um, we average, well, every night we have 40 women that live here. So, yeah. In a, way, in a healthy waiting, I shouldn't say healthy, a large waiting list, right? Yep. Um, we average over 100 inquiries a month for our program. And I think we have about 50 people on our wait list right now. And so any amount of donations, both practically, you have a list on your website where you can actually just go to Amazon and have things shipped directly here, right? You can go to doverecoveryhouse.org and there's a get involved link. Um, and we have a link right to Amazon where you can order what is high priority or even just other things that are on our wish list. It's, it's ranked from high priority down. Um, and they can have it shipped straight here. Obviously, cash is always a great thing because our program is free. I think that's really important to point out. Absolutely. We don't charge the women for our program. Um, we want to make sure that, that that all barriers from the 
them to get healthy is removed. Which is a huge differentiator from other programs. I don't know any other programs off the top of my head that offer their programs for free. I didn't either. And an interesting stat. Yes, cash. Cash is good. Give (laughs) cash. Um, (laughs) The other thing to know is it's $222 a week for a woman like AJ to live here, food, programs, bed, love, support, all all the things. And so if you think about what that means in the grand scheme of uh, whoever's listening in in your budget, maybe that's a lot of money for you. I get it. But maybe that's an opportunity for you to bring your your tribe of women together, your neighborhood women together, your card club or your book club or someone and say, hey, can we all uh, chip in together and and donate together $222? Uh, We have put a challenge out on social media, Wendy, you and I have, of wanting 40 badass women to, to donate $222 and, and we need about 30 more yeah. um, to jump in and it, any donation is great. So Absolutely. if 222 was too much for you, Oh, there was a little jingle rhyme in there for you. Um, <laughs> if that's too much, we get it, but you know, five, 10, whatever you can do, especially this holiday season, we would certainly appreciate um, being able to serve more great AJs in the yeah. world. I think it's just, again, reaching back behind you to help pull another woman up. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Yep. Thanks for being here, ladies. I'm not coming down. Thanks for listening. I hope we've inspired you to learn more about Dove and the great work that they're doing here in the city of Indianapolis and that you'll consider going to doverecoveryhouse.org and donating, whether it's supplies that they could desperately need or whether it's $222 to fund a woman for a week. We're so glad to share this story with you today. Happy holidays. I'm not coming down. I never liked it on the ground. I'm not coming down.